evening, Raider fans, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg, and this is the post-game show for the Browns versus the Raiders. Ho, ho, ho. What did I feel like a ho after that game? <laughs> I got worked over so much. I'm sure every other Raider fan's been worked over. Um, it's pretty... It's pretty pathetic. It's pretty sad this season, but what are you going to do? We have to come back next year and be ready to go. I'll tell you one thing. Our defense looks pretty good, and I'm pretty happy about that. Well, before I get in the show, i got some shouts out. i got a shout-out to my brother, Robert Moorhead, out of Japan. Thank you for frapping there, putting your frapper pin up there. That was very cool. We have an international frapper map now, which is pretty awesome. Japan, Guatemala, England. Germany. It's pretty cool. You guys should check it out. It's a great thing. Anyways, thanks, Robert, because he says in his email and his comment in our comment section, he's not going to wear no bag because someone else said, get out the paper bag and start cutting the holes. (laughs) That's pretty funny, but I don't think I'll ever see it at the Raider Nation. I've seen it at a lot of other places before, but no, I don't think Al's going to let things get any worse than what it is. Uh, Raider fans, you have to understand now, this is the worst this team has been since 1960. So we're very spoiled with our victories, and, you know, for just cause. We should be spoiled, and we shouldn't have a losing season this year. But nonetheless, here we are, and that's about it. Thanks, Robert, for your content comment. Dylan from Maryland. He's a solo Raider fan out there in Maryland, and he was a solo Raider fan out in a bar called Crazy Autos. Well, there you go. Crazy Autos doesn't have any auto fans, I imagine, because uh, that should be packed. If it was over here, it'd be pretty pretty busy on a Raider game. But uh, he's talking about being the solo Raider there where the Browns are beating us. What a terrible feeling it was. I feel you. I feel you, Dylan. I have to shout it out to you. Uh, the rest of the Raider Nation's feeling the same way. What can I say except for this? At least the Niners suck too, and it's not that bad, at least over here on the West Coast in the Bay Area. You don't have to listen to a bunch of chump 49er fans get in your mug because they're getting better. You know, they have a better record. <laughs> so it's better that they're further down in the toilet than the Raiders. Okay, today's show, there's going to be a Dear Santa Al segment that was posted by the Raider News. You guys should check it out. It is absolutely hilarious. I'm going to go over a couple of things in there. Ali, um, Ali Oop is the person who put this together. Just a stunning, stunningly funny bunch of uh, Dear Santa Owls. I'm going to go over a couple of them with you. If I can keep from laughing, uh, it'll, it'll be a miracle. Okay, here's another story for tonight's podcast. The Raider players back Norv Turner. Whoa, that's going to be one of my stories. And, of course, the post-Brownie show. And if you haven't heard by now, we did lose 9-7. to seven. Three field goals for them, two missed field goals for us, and one score, a lucky hit from Collins to Moss. I never thought I'd ever say that. But anyways, just another shout-out, too, by the way. Rip Raider. Thanks for the props, brother. Rip Raider is a a driver at the Berkeley Fire Department. He's a fire apparatus operator, and uh, he's my buddy on the A-Shift. He's a Raider fan, true blue Raider fan. used to drive down to L.A. 
when they were in L.A., him and his bunch of buddies in a van that go see a game and do the turnaround, just like they're doing now coming up here. So you got to take your hats off to those guys, hardcore Raider fans for sure. So here's to you, Rip Raider. He's going to retire here pretty soon. It's going to be a drag not having him at the firehouse. Okay, let's get to Dear Santa Al. And I am just blown away by some of these, <laughs> these Dear Santa Owls. Okay, here's a Dear Santa Al from Alex Chavez. <clears throat> All I want for Christmas, Santa, is a Norv Turner translator. <laughs> is it too much to ask to be able to understand the head coach of my favorite team? For instance, a couple of weeks ago, after giving up six sacks to the Dolphins, Turner told the press that our protection has been one of our strengths. Protection has been very good. Then, when asked about a verbal spat on the Raiders' sideline, Turner said, It's usually seen as sometimes positive in my view. A strength of this team is his chemistry. <laughs> uh, Santa, do they have a nefarious scientist producing negative chemistry in the North Pole? Are there complaints <laughs> by players about the coaching every single week? And it goes on and on and on about he wants a translator for Norv Turner. It is absolutely hilarious. It is on the Dear Santa Al column in the RaiderNews.com. You guys have got to check this out. It is so funny. That's just one. I just thought that was funny. I heard, read part of it for you. Okay, let's see. What's another one? Okay, here's another one. I'm going to just do a couple of them, but this is give you an idea what these are. Dear Santa Al, this is from Bomber Bombers Away. Uh, so, <laughs> it's pretty funny too. Dear Santa Al, as I sit on your knee, the first Christmas wish that comes from me is for all Raider fans to be happy and merry, and let's not start next season with a quarterback named Kerry. Let us give presents with goodwill towards men, and send Derek Gibson with love to the skins. Find us ten wins in your bag fill of plenty, or otherwise the stadium could really get empty. An O-line would really fit the part we'd like an advanced model the one without the false start for a wideout named randy a pass or ten would really be handy a run blocking and run blocking would be very important for a running back i know named jordan a full stadium would be great filled up to the top Screaming and cheering, us Raider fans wouldn't stop. Most of all, much love for the sisters and brothers in black, because even at four and nine, they still keep coming back. Dear Santa Al, for all I say, get us back on top, and this time, let's stay. Well, I butchered that one up a little bit, but hopefully... Uh, you guys get the jest. That was hilarious. That was another one. And I had to shout it out to you. I had to give it out there. Okay. Here we go. 
Players back Turner. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Players back Turner. Okay. Um, I'm sure you, I'm not the only one who's been who you've heard this from, and I'm sure you have heard it before in other parts of the Raider news. If you get any Raider news, but they are yes, there are players in the locker room that are seriously backing Norv Turner that don't want to change the offense because they think it's a good offense and they've got some good plays. Well, I don't know. What do you think, Raider Nation? Do you think that we should keep Norv Turner? And, of course, we'd have to keep Kerry Collins because they come as a, a match set, I think. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think that's probably the situation. And, by the way, what players are backing Turner? I'd like to know exactly who they are. Now, there's some speculation about it being the offense, but what I've been reading is, well, <laughs> well, here's what I've been reading. Stuart Schwaggert by name, has come out in favor of the coaches, all the coaches. And he's, of course, on the defense. And he likes all the coaches. He likes all the schemes. He likes all the plans. He likes everything. And everything's fine. You should leave it as it is, is what he says. Now, Bobby Hamilton, of course, a defense, he specifically points the finger at Rob Ryan saying, Rob Ryan is a great coach, and he should stay. And the defensive staff is a great set of coaches, and they should stay. But I didn't hear any of Bobby Hamilton saying anything about Norv Turner. Now, Lamont Jordan piped up and said, yeah, you know, we should follow Turner. I was wrong when he was piping out last week about not getting the ball enough. Of course, he's feeling better now. He had 134 yards against the Browns, and he passed his 1,000-yard mark for the season. You know, he did get the rock a lot, and we needed every bit of it because our penalties worked us over and brought us back for an uncountable number of third and longs. I, I lost count after 10. I was blown away about how many times we're third and 18, third and 20, third and 15. Unbelievable. Turner appreciates his team's support, he says, and... I don't understand why. I don't understand. Does anybody else understand why? Because I can't understand how they could see what we see on film and be happy with the what he's calling. Could this be the curse of Mr. Rogers? Could this be the Mr. Rogers is a beautiful day in the neighborhood curse, right? Please won't you be my neighbor. television neighbor i'm glad we're together again could this be the curse of mr rogers well i hope not because they had this curse in washington and it took them forever six seasons to go anywhere i don't think the raider nation can deal with another two or three losing seasons just before this guy finally gets enough superstars on the team to make it happen a good coach doesn't do that Good coach makes results happen right away, i.e. Gruden, i.e. Shanahan. Need I say more? What a nightmare for the Raider Nation. I will say right now, what a nightmare for the Raider Nation to think 
that their team could sway Al Davis into keeping this guy for another full season. And Jimmy Ray, and his, you know, Jimmy, I can't see the field from here, Ray. Jimmy, I'm not sure what to call, so I'll just pick a number between 1 and 50 and hope it's good, Ray. If it sounds like I'm a little pissed off, I'm flipped out. Because one thing I was absolutely sure of is that Norv Turner was out of here. And I'll tell you why. I thought Norv Turner was out of here because on the post-game show at the E&J Barbecue, they had all them guys were paid by the Raiders. They were all working over Kerry Collins and Norv Turner right out front, right in their face. We need a new coach. We need a new quarterback right there. So I was positive that it was a perfect stepping stone towards the, the, the eventual Al Davis press conference with uh, the team of the decades and his whole speech and you know his pump-up that he uses, and we're going to need a new coach. I, I really, really think that we need a new coach last year. And the benefit of the doubt was because they got so many good players, I thought, who could screw this up? Bada-bing. There he is, Norv Turner. So long story short, the players are, are with him. So, and I'm not sure, so sure now that he's history. So I'm kind of flipped out. So if it feels like it or seems like it, yes, I am. And so there it is. Okay. Browns game. Let's see it. I was there. It looked like a preseason game. The population was sparse. Let me just tell you, I have not seen that stadium during a regular season game ever that sparse. Rain or not. Snow, blizzard, whatever. I was in the I stood in the black hole during the Kansas City game. It rained for four straight hours and nobody left there. It was full. So I can say is our record is hurting our attendance. And we the fans that were there were awesome though. We had some screaming fans. You could tell. Um people were belting out way more than normal. And we were trying to give support to our Raiders. We were doing the best we could out there. And um, doggone it, one touchdown. Okay, what can I say? One touchdown in four quarters, two missed field goals. What can I say? Well, let me say this. <laughs> Our defense was awesome. Our defense played like champions, lions, guys that were hungry, guys that were had something to prove. They played hard, and they played as best as they possibly can. I think, really, that the defense of this team was so awesome and it was supposed to be as predicted as the weakest link in the team. And it has come around and made me recant everything I said about the defense at the beginning of the season. Because I'll tell you, the only cheers in the stadium were when the defense came on the field. The D that Ryan has made has been superb with the people that he has he uses their talents to their best advantage and he's getting better every game he's doing the great job and they should never get rid of him he's lost Woodson Gibson and Sapp that's huge parts of your defense and he still puts up a game and he still does a great job hey kept the Browns with three field goals I'll tell you this we held them on the goal line Goal line stands, six inches to go on the goal, and the Raiders' defense held on. 
That's how awesome the defense was. They played with all heart, and they continue to play with heart from every game. Now, let us move on. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering voicelessly. The running game was great. Like I said, Jordan made 133 yards, and he passes a 1,000-yard mark for the year. First time in his life. Uh, but I did lose count of the third down and longs. We had a million of them. There were so many penalties on the offensive line. It was unbelievable. Not a record, but do we really need another record? Do we really, do we really want to have six uh, offensive uh, calls to bring us back? Backwards, it seemed like every time we got the ball, we were starting at second. We'd go from second and seven to third and 15, or third and 10, or third and 15, or third and 25, third and 28 at one time. The offense is going backwards. Norv Turner's offense is going backwards. And that's all i got to say. It was hard to see. If we wouldn't have got those penalties, we had a perfect opportunity to win the game. Perfect. Look at Jordan, 133 yards. You know, I think 124 yards for the genius Collins, but he got one touchdown. We could have run the ball in the end zone. But, nope, didn't get close. Every time he got close, he got third and long, and it was always just long enough away from Jankowski Two missed field goals, one from 51 yards, one from 46 yards, and what can I say, way, one got blocked that was so low. Uh, the other one just was out of out of here, way one side. Um, don't want to say about Jankowski. I will start pronouncing his name correctly when he starts making field goals. I've been told that before, and I'm not doing it until he starts making his field goals, and that's it. Not doing it. We had no passing game, no checkdowns. Uh, the second receiver was none to be seen. You know, uh, Moss was open, Porter was open. There were several receivers open while Collins was swallowed alive in the pocket. Um, doggone it! I wish he'd get out and make something happen. And then when he, even when he did, I'll tell you, I was watching the whole game. And if he was our best chance to win. Well, if he was our best chance to win, I'd hate to see our worst chance to win because uh, it wasn't making it happen for me or anybody else. He had time. He had people in the stands saying, throw the ball, throw the ball. Had people saying, don't let him throw the ball. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But you know what? We were there to support our team. We do love this team, and it will get better. Just as controversial stuff, it's just all part of the Raider Nation passion and all part of the Raider Nation history because we're going to look back on this this year and hopefully go, I'm glad we don't have another one of those here close in the future. Remember, not too long ago, we did win three AFC championships in a row, and I see it's absolutely possible. We can do it. We just have to have the right coach. Leckler was awesome as usual in this game. He punted great, but as usual, our, our, our punt coverage team sucks. It sucks because they always got to the 35, the 38, the 48. Uh, incredible. They were making all kinds of headway, 
and uh, that's just that's just a weak link in our team. That phase has has been weak all season. Uh, the Browns got three field goals, and instead of four and nine, they are now five and nine. And uh, Carr still doing well running the ball for a rookie. He's doing a pretty good job running the ball back. And anyways, that's it. I told you, it's the least amount of people I've ever seen at a Raider event. So let's not have that happen again, Raider fans. We got one more game. We got the Giants game. Let's give it up for the, the Raiders. Let's send them out for next year on a positive note. You know, I really don't have a whole lot of hope, really, that they're going to win the next two games. I believe they can beat the Dolphins. I mean the uh, Broncos, the, the Dolphins. I know they can beat the Broncos. They didn't beat the Dolphins, but I know they can beat the Broncos because we could we could rise to that occasion like we did last year. We were in the same boat when we beat them last time. And let's sink their playoff boat. Let's put a hole in it. I'd love it. And I know the rest of the Raider Nation would love it too. So let's just hope and cheer on our boys and hope they go over there and make some damage on the good ship Bronco. I'd love to see Shanahan's face if we came out with a victory. Just like last season, he was flipped out. I didn't sleep for a month. I love it. Anyways, that's the show, Raider fans, and that's all I got to say. Things will get better. We're going to have a good place in the draft, and we got a good foundation of a team. So it will get better, that's for sure. Good night, Raider Nation. This is Raider Greg, and I am out. The autumn wind is a Raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won.